0: hello friends it's Sean here and you have pressed play on your magical little device or enormous device depending on your hardware preferences and here I am and together we are going to read another chapter of the Bible together what an awesome thing to be able to do I don't know about you but I've really enjoyed reading through Hebrew so far there is just something truly amazing about this double-sided paradox where jesus is this high priest above all peerless over all of creation but does all of this intimately because he loves me and forgives me and he loves you and forgives you it's it's just awesome and it's blowing my mind and i'm loving it i don't think i've ever enjoyed hebrews as much as i'm enjoying it at the moment So join me, friends, because we get to do another chapter of this awesome book to just have it affirm to us how loved we are by this incredible, majestic God. So join me as we read together today, Hebrews chapter 9. Now the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. A tabernacle was set up. In its first room with a lampstand and the table with its consecrated bread, this was called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a room called the most holy place, which had the golden altar of incense and the gold-covered ark of the covenant. This ark contained the gold jar of manna Aaron's staff that had budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the ark were the cherubim of the glory, overshadowing the atonement cover. But we cannot discuss these things in detail now. When everything had been arranged like this, the priests entered regularly into the outer room to carry out their ministry. But only the high priest entered the inner room. And only once a year and never without blood, which he offered for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit has shown by this that the way into the most holy place had not yet been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. This is an illustration for the present time, indicating that the gifts and sacrifices being offered were not able to clear the conscience of the worshipper, they are only a matter of food and drink and various ceremonial washings, external regulations applying until the time of the new order. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that were now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, is not part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, so obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonial unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then for the blood of Christ In the case of a will, it is necessary to prove the death of one who made it because a will is in force only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who has made it is living. This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wool, and branches of hyssop, and sprinkled the scroll, and all the people. He said, This is the blood of the covenant, which God has commanded you to keep. In the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tabernacle, and everything used in its ceremonies. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. It was necessary then, for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise Christ would have to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But he appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Jesus, it all just sounds too epic to even be true that you, together with your Father and the Spirit, would plan for the culmination of the ages to occur at this moment where you would offer yourself as this sacrifice for all people, for eternity. The magnificence and magnitude of what you have pulled off is just too much for our little human minds to wrap ourselves around. But we just come to you with humility and gratitude, and we thank you. And we thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done for us. That you have made us right with God once and for all. And that when you come back a second time, It's not to bring a rod of judgment, but to bring salvation as we wait for you. Jesus, you are epic and we love you and we praise your holy name. Amen.